Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Hello and welcome to another episode of Living the Dream with Curveball. I am your host, Curveball, and today I am joined by Matthew Ferry. He is a coach as well as a best-selling author, and we're going to be talking to him about a number of things, including his book. Matthew, thank you so much for joining me today. Curveball, thank you for having me, brother. I appreciate being here. Absolutely. Um, Why don't you start off by telling everybody, kind of giving people a little glimpse into your background about who you are, where you're from, anything you want the audience to know. Sure, no problem at all. Well, um, I will start by saying this. Uh, When I was really young, maybe about nine years old, I started having these crazy experiences where I felt like I was floating out of my body and I I didn't know what it was. But I felt this profound, incredible peace. And the experience was so powerful that as an adult, I was really driven to find a predictable path to get back to that feeling, something that I I could only really describe as knowing that all is well. And uh, I happened to have a, a, a pretty awesome father who was a personal development guru unto himself, specifically in the real estate industry. But his mentor was a man named Earl Nightingale. And Earl Nightingale wrote a book called, um, uh, just went right out of my head, uh, uh, The Strangest Secret is probably his best-selling audio. And Earl Nightingale is one of those guys that literally started the personal development industry. So when I began working for my father in my 20s, he just started feeding me books and audios and books and audios. And I went to seminars and workshops and, and uh, it was such a dream because I got to explore and understand what it actually took to go into a quiet, peaceful state and experience that bliss and that joy that I, I call living an epic life. And so I started being a coach. I started helping people to experience those things myself. And voila, here we are today. Hi. Speaking of a quiet mind, what is a quiet mind and why is it so important for an executive or entrepreneur to have that in a time of crisis? Well, I do I do work with a lot of executives and entrepreneurs. Um, that's sort of my that's sort of my mainstay typically. Uh, and when you have a quiet mind, and and it's and a quiet mind is appealing to most everybody, but I I tend to work with people who are real real go getters out there in the world. And what you find is, is that a quiet mind uh, really puts you in the present moment. And that that really means that you're free from stress and worry, concern. And that's a big deal because according to the American Institute of Stress, 73% of Americans say that they deal with psychological stress on a regular basis. And let's be honest, right now, it's probably 98% of Americans. And this is bad news because when you are stressed, you make bad decisions. You don't think clearly. You're not easy to be around. Your creativity is diminished. Your energy is zapped. Your personal power is diminished. And and if you're going to achieve your goals and live what I call an epic life, you really want the best version of yourself to influence every aspect of your life. And here's the good news. 
when you learn to quiet your mind, all those debilitating effects disappear and anybody can learn the skill of quieting their mind. You say that positivity is not the answer to finding peace. Why do you feel that way? Because positivity is like covering up a, it's sort of like cutting the weeds off at the top. Most people who are positive are more like a, a rose garden with a sewer underneath. They look terrific from far away, but when you get up close, they really, really smell. And it is their, it's the contextual framework. Now, I grew up in the positivity in, industry. All my mentors told me that I had to be positive, and I really worked on my positivity. My best-selling album as an artist is a positive affirmation album over the top of high-energy dance music. I mean, I was all in on this positivity, and yet out of nowhere, I get taken out by my mind. That, you know, it's like uh, I'm, 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 I'll say, hey, you can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm positivity man, right? And I'm, I'm just like walking around all nice and positive. And then here comes the pandemic. Bam! It just knocks you off your rocker. And you go right back into a survival state unless you actually take on the utilization of enlightened perspectives and something that I call recontextualization. The context that you hold will always pull you back to the negativity that you're trying to overcome with your positive thinking. So positive thinking is important. I don't discourage people to do it. But the more, empowerful, the more powerful thing to do that will empower you is to learn how to recontextualize the situation to know that all is well. Because when you know that all is well, you just, you're just at peace and your mind isn't talking at all. There's no positivity needed. So why do you feel like people have to face the worst case scenario during crisis in order to find peace of mind? Really good question. Most of us positive types actually avoid the worst case scenario, we think that we're thinking negatively by, by reflecting on and making peace with the, the worst case scenario. Our, our, our mentors tell us, don't focus on the negative, focus on the positive. But what happens is when you, when you focus on the positive, the mind, which is really just a survival system, it's something that I call the drunk monkey, that drunk monkey in your head is still lamenting about those negative scenarios. So you're trying to be positive and the drunk monkey is like, I don't know, there's negative things gonna happen. You wanna neutralize that. And you neutralize it by examining what you fear the most. What is that worst case scenario? And what I usually do with clients is I have them write it down and I have them write it out explicitly. And then I ask them, once this worst case scenario happens, what's your plan then? And I have them make a plan for the worst case, which by the way, they despise this. They, they resist it. They think, I don't wanna be this positive. I don't wanna pull these negative things to me, but actually the exact opposite happens. Because once you have a plan for if the worst happens, then you don't have to think about it anymore. And suddenly your creativity, your resourcefulness, your chutzpah, it all comes back again. It's really cool. It's the exact opposite of what you would think. You got to think negatively first in order to neutralize that negativity and get back to peace. 
What advice would you give my listeners to be able to stay calm and be empowered when everything is changing so fast around us these days? Well, I think that there's a couple things. One is to be kind to people, even when they don't operate the way you think. Right now, there is a tremendous amount of divisiveness that is happening in the world. And I think that the, the beauty of this pandemic is that it has forced us to face some of the inequality and the, and the, the favoritism that has been happening in our world and we're just pretending like it isn't, but there's a whole group of people who are like, uh, wait a second, it has been. But kindness will release your resistance. So to, to try to fight for equality is a little bit of an oxymoron. Is it necessary to stand up? Is it necessary to protest? 100%. But to, to engage in the anger and the hostility will actually slow the process down. Kindness will release your resistance and that's gonna quiet your mind. So you wanna just admit that you have a preference about how people should operate or how the world should be. You start to admit that you have a preference, that you don't know you're not the ruler of the universe. You don't know how things, quote, should be. That drunk monkey in your head, it doesn't like when things don't match with what you think should happen. And it creates stress and it creates angst and it creates anger. And kindness is really the antidote, intentionally being kind. Now, there's some enlightened perspectives that'll help. And, and one of the most important enlightened perspectives is that the world is perfect exactly as it is. And that the only thing that makes it imperfect is my perspective about it. From that place, you can think creatively. You can think with power. And you don't get stuck in the anger of what is so. The people in my life are perfect exactly as they are. And the only thing that makes them imperfect is my perspective about them. I'm not the ruler of the universe. No one cares what I think. If we take on those kinds of thought processes, we find ourselves much more empowered and way more at peace. Explain what the rapid enlightenment process is. You talk about I that do, in your book. I do, yes. So in my book, Quiet Mind, Epic Life, it's, it's sort of my, I'm, I'm updating the world on what I'm experiencing now. And this quiet mind state is, is traditionally been called enlightenment. And for most people, enlightenment seems impossible, like it's some rarefied state that only a special few who are blessed achieve. But I just want you to know that's not it at all. It is attainable and it is practical. And my students are a living proof of this, that anybody can live with a quiet mind. So the rapid enlightenment process is a proven four-step process to get the mind to quiet down, to stop being so worried and stressed out all the time so you can focus and take action on what really matters while being completely at peace with your life. So would, would you like me to go through the four steps? Sure, go ahead, go through right. the four steps and also to tell us how your clients on Wall Street is using this rapid enlightenment process to their advantage as well. Sweet, okay, I'll do that. So check it out. Step one in the, in the process, you gotta see your mind for what it is. It's not your friend. Your mind is not your friend. All that unwanted, uninvited, negative chatter, 
I call that the drunk monkey in your head. And by recognizing it, by naming it, by starting to realize, oh, wow, I have a survival system in my head and it's navigating and it's navigating using images and words and feelings. If you start to see it as that, then it, it becomes less relevant and important. Step two is to understand what motivates it. And it turns out that there are 10 motivations. I call them the 10 hidden motives to survive. Greed, grudge, hatred, victim, illogical rules, humble, traitor, pride, resistance, and lazy. And if you can't recognize those things motivating your thinking, no amount of meditation or mindfulness is going to get your mind to quiet down. Step three is what we just did a moment ago, and that is to practice enlightened perspectives. And those are just perspectives that assume that all is well. Most of our perspectives assume that something is wrong. So enlightened perspectives create this thriving state because they, they connect with the idea, all is well in the world. And the only thing that makes it unwell is my opinion about it. And my opinion is the source of my suffering. And then the last step is something called recontextualization. That's just simply learning the skill of shifting the perspective so that you go out of a survival-based framework that creates stress and you go into an enlightened framework, which creates peace. So those are the four steps. And then you wanted me to talk about Wall Street. So one of the, one of the things that I do is work with executives, entrepreneurs. I work with CEOs. I work with people who are, are in like high pressure situations. That seems to be the, the thing that, that I'm attracted to and they're attracted to. People who want to be at peace in a situation that is intense. Logic is the foundation for creating a profitable investment. You gotta be logical, you gotta be reasonable. And emotions blind you to the logic that you need to figure out where the market is headed. Emotions are one of your body's survival tools and emotions create these, this unwanted volatility in your business because your, your decision-making gets wacky when you're, when you're emotional. You become irrational. And that, that massively increases your risk of losing. So I teach the Wall Street executives and entrepreneurs and CEOs how to quiet their mind because that puts them into the present moment and allows us, it basically allows them to use logic and reason and rational thinking rather than being swept away by their emotions. Why don't you go ahead and give your book a plug to tell listeners what, <laughs> sure. they, what they can expect when they read it. A shameless plug. Quiet Mind Epic Life, escape the status quo and experience enlightened prosperity now. I think it's important to know that that enlightenment itself is not a place. It's not a destination. It's a state of mind. It's a point of view. And it's really a contextual framework that makes living an epic life possible. Because when you start to see that all is well, essentially what happens is you go into states of peace and joy and flow and you have like this loving feeling for everyone that you're seeing and every person that you come in contact with. It's very energizing and uplifting. It doesn't, it's not like it's that way all the time. So you don't want to listen to me like it's, it's 24 seven. Of course, there's volatility. We're all, we all go up and down, but you can, you can swing the, the pendulum in the direction of peace and joy and love and certainty when you are practicing the techniques in my book, Quiet Mind, Epic Life. People can just download my app too if you want. You can. Uh, you don't have to buy my book. You can 
download my app. It's just Matthew Ferry app. And in there, I have the 23 daily practices that you could take on. And those 23 daily practices will definitely get you moving in the direction of quiet mind and epic life. Do you have any projects that you're currently working on? Any other books, any speaking engagements or anything like that? Oh, well, thank you for asking. Actually, um, I'm, I am always working on my Ignite Mastermind. So my Ignite Mastermind is a group of, of high conscious go-getters. These are people who they're already achieving and succeeding and they have success in life. And yet they are wondering, hmm, you know, like how, how come I don't feel like I belong or how come that person's getting more than me or when am I going to get there or arrive? So I'm always working with, with that group of people. That's a lot of fun. I'm working on my next album right now. Uh, my last album was a whole series of meditations that you'll find in my app as my gift to you. The, these are the hidden motive meditations. My new album, I'm, I'm working on something called Rhythmic Breathwork, which I'm pretty excited about. And I'm st I've started dreaming about my new book, which I think is just going to be called Enlightened Prosperity. I'm not sure yet, but I think that's what it's going to be called. Let's talk about the artist side of you. I, I heard you mention that earlier. Kind of tell us... Um, how you got into music or, or what, what kind of genre you do as an artist? Well, you can imagine um, there was no getting into music. Music was in me uh, right from the beginning. When I was a kid, I, was, I, I just had one of those musical inclinations and had a recording uh, contract when I was 16 years old, got fired from my label at 19 and went to work for my father in the real estate agent sales training business. And it was about age 27, I had this realization. I, I just said, my God, I'm 27 years old. I've written seven songs in seven years. That is, that is a really, that is a really sucky average. And I just made the decision that I was going to start writing again. And I began to schedule writing on a regular basis. And it really worked within about 18 months. I, so I hired a coach. I started doing weekly um, uh, sessions on my writing. And within about 18 months, I had a song um, hit the charts, the US uh, Billboard Club Play charts. And that just really, that really inspired me. And then I made an album called Vertigo Deluxe, which is uh, uh, basically an album that is a down-tempo chill-out music. After that, I made my energy affirmations albums. So this was in the early 2000s. I made two albums that were, one was trance music. So I, for, a, for a long time, I was writing um, songs for trance producers. And then the second one is house music. And it's basically, you know, jazzy, fun, upbeat house music, but with positive affirmations and positive affirmation songs. And um, music just is, it's just a part of what I do. So now I, I incorporate it into everything. So it, it's, it's a part of the way in which I teach. You want to give the listeners a little sample of something, uh, a little sample of what you sound like real quick? A little, a little sample of something. Hold on. Well, where's my guitar? I'd have to pull it out here. And, hey, go ahead and get it out. Yeah. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's pull out the guitar right now. Now, my main guitar is in my, my car, so I'm going to grab my little auxiliary guitar, which is in my... You put me on the spot here. That's okay. I'll make it work. Absolutely. Okay. I, I love doing that to singers and, and people with talents like that. Let's make it happen. We're going to have to do a little tuning here, though. So hold on. I'm just going to go grab the tuner. Grab the tuner and grab the 
the uh, strap. So I can strap this thing on. I think it'll come through my mic. So we'll see how that, we'll see how that works. One of the things I'm really committed to is writing songs that inspire you to practice being at peace. And so uh, this song is one so that tell, I- Real quick, uh, before yeah. you do it, tell everybody what your stage name is. What my stage name is? Are you talking about on my, uh, like my uh, um, uh, SoundCloud? Yeah, what, what's your artist name? What, what do you go yeah. by? Yeah, that's uh, uh, Matric. Perfect. But yeah, I typically go by Matthew Ferry, but uh, yeah, on my SoundCloud, I, I go by Matric on that one. Hold on a second. I'm just tuning up for you now. This is fun. I think this is the first time I've ever done a song on a podcast. And I've done a lot of them. Okay, so here we go. Can you can you hear that? Yep, I sure can. So something like this. Yes, the world, it kind of sucks. But that's my chin I'm holding up. I got a critic in my head. Spinning all these stories telling me my dream is dead. But I'm not buying what he is selling. I'm not listening. Go ahead and keep yelling. See that monkey on my back? Jiu-jitsu that beast and take my happy back. Well, I'm grateful for the mentors who taught me the skills to shut the critic down in my head. And now my days are filled with peace of mind instead. La-di-da, la-di-da-da. I love to feel this bliss. La-di-da. La di da da, I love living like this. La di da, la di da da, so I'm not gonna resist. La di da, la di da da, life is just better like this. There you go. There's a little sample. Absolutely perfect. Woohoo! How fun! Yeah, that was great. Absolutely. Um, why don't you go ahead and throw out some contact information? How can people get your books, your website, anything to let the listeners be able to connect? Let's connect. Uh, probably the easiest way is to go to MatthewFerry.com forward slash app, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-F-E-R-R-Y.com forward slash app and uh, grab a copy of my app. Uh, it's on uh, both the uh, Apple and uh, Android systems. That's probably the simplest way, but and you'll then you'll be on my email list, and we do a, a monthly webinar. In fact, I just completed my monthly webinar about an hour ago, and the webinar is really just me bringing um, whatever techniques I can in this moment that I'm working with my clients on, and bringing it to my broader community uh, as my gift to everybody. So that's probably the simplest way to do it. And then if you are inspired, to, uh, you know, talk to us about being in our mastermind group. Blah blah blah, all of that. Is there anything that you would like to touch on that we haven't talked about? Well, I think that what we could do is we could finish with a uh, an idea of noticing that your mind is not your friend. So I think we could finish by saying that a quiet mind is really an expression of your intention to be enlightened and that being enlightened is simply a heightened state of awareness. It's a non-resistant state where you allow all things to be exactly as they are. And it's a perspective that creates the conditions for profound happiness and peace, no matter what life is doing. So today I'm gonna ask our listeners to set the intention for enlightened consciousness to flow through. 
and set the intention to recognize that your mind is not your friend, that drunk monkey that is talking to you. It doesn't care about you. It doesn't care about what you want. Nobody else talks you out of your dreams more than your mind. No one else calls you fat or stupid or ugly or that was dumb or what's wrong with you. It's just your mind says that. Stop listening to your mind like it is a trusted advisor and just start seeing your mind for what it is. It is a survival mechanism. And once you see it as a survival mechanism, you'll be like, oh, okay. It's sort of like your, your GPS system is warning you that there's traffic ahead. Your mind is doing the same thing, but it, there's no need for you to be stressed out or worried or concerned or fearful. Instead, you should listen to, to your mind like it's just giving you some interesting information for you to consider, but not the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Ferry. Matthew, thank you so much for joining me today. Mm, thanks for having me. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream. dream.